is up everybody welcome to episode 74 of so i've been told my name is adam and this is my podcast and this is a real late one uh finally uh a little while back recorded this uh favorite albums of 2022 episode um late already and then it's taken me a while to get uh to get it out here because uh, I ran into a whole bunch of sound issues and so I, I apologize off the bat for being late and also for kind of the subpar uh, sound quality that I had on this episode. Also like I was like not even thinking and like clicking a pen and like yeah just not the most professional uh, situation with this episode but whatever. Um, I hope you guys really enjoy uh, hearing some of the albums that John, Jeremy, and I liked last year, get some good recommendations. Um, there's already a bunch of great albums that are coming out this that have come out this year, and uh, yeah, I don't want to talk too much. Uh, just let you guys listen to the conversation that we had. Uh, before that, I'm gonna drop in "Fold" by Robbie Alexander, a good friend of mine, good friend of the show. Uh, he just dropped that, uh, new single last weekend, and so I'm gonna put it on here so you guys hear it, and then find it, and put it on your playlist, and all that, because Rob is my dude, and I think he's a very talented songwriter, and yeah, so enjoy, and then I hope you guys, uh, get some good recommendations from our conversation.
You may think I'm the one to blame, but I don't. We all play the hand we're dealt. Though I'll fold, I'll never be the enemy you need. I hope you find some peace of mind. I'm stoked that we're finally doing this. Like, I know it's late, but yeah. it felt like... Yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Maybe if one of you guys wants to start and just kind of go rapid fire through the 20 and then, like, maybe we'll go through those 10 and then talk about, you know, maybe discuss and or maybe five at a time and discuss. However you guys want to do it, we'll figure it out as we go. All right. So no HMs this year? Oh, we can do HMs, too. I mean, go for it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in with a couple honorable mentions real quick. Um, some that I'm sure probably other people may have ranked higher, but, uh, Pusha T, it's almost dry. Didn't quite make my list, but I think it was great. Um, The Weeknd, Don FM, I, like, hadn't, like, I went through most of the year, like, I listened to it when it came out, and then, you know, end of the year, I re-listened, and I was like, oh, man, this is real good. It should probably be in my list, but... There are only so many spots. Um, let me see. Anything else that's like that worthwhile? Everything, everything, raw data feel. I liked that record a whole lot. And I'll just throw one more out there. Um, God Don't Make Mistakes by Conway the Machine did not quite make my list, but I thoroughly enjoyed that record as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um... So I've got Reason in Decline by Arches of Loaf, the greatest uh, indie band not from the 90s, not named Pavement or uh, uh, Guided by Voices. Um, and then uh, I got Don FM as well, because nice. I, I think The weekend's just like one of those dudes we'll look back on like, yeah, I was there for that, you know. Yes. Yeah. Like, he's a star, man. So. <laughs> he's a star boy. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> you got any uh, HMs over there, John? Yeah, I guess a couple of my HMs. Uh, I want to throw a couple EPs up there. Um, uh, Bleed the Dream by Foreign Hands. It's a uh, throwback to uh, metalcore of old. Kind of feels like some Poison the Well worship, but it's okay. really, really fun. Into that. Uh, Diagonal by Dino Gala. Kind of randomly stumbled upon this one, but it feels like some like early, like, you know, late 2000s early 2010s like or core just real fun kind of like indie punk nice 
And uh, I guess for a final one, we'll go with like what would be my like number 21 record. Uh, it's a band called Boundaries. The album is uh, Burying Brightness. And this kind of also is more on that like throwback metalcore vibe. Um, but it is one of like the heaviest and just like most brutal releases of the year that I had heard. Nice. I meant to write out a list of my favorite EPs as well, but I just there's too many other other things to do. Um, I'll try to find that in my notebook, and maybe I'll just bring up a couple of EPs at the end. But uh, okay, I mean, I guess I'll just I'll run through my twenty through fifteen real quick. Then if there's anything we want to talk about, we can, and then maybe John can do the next, or Jeremy can do the next one or his. Uh, 20 through 15, and yeah, we'll go around like that. So yeah. n- number 20, I had Haru Namuri with Shiyunk Ryugin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And admittedly, I only know of this artist because of Fantano. Um, and it's kind of... I don't know if... Because like, I know like hyperpop is like kind of like broad, a very broad term, and I don't know if what she's doing exactly fits into that, but it kind of, it's kind of similar, like, mix of, like, J-pop and heavy stuff, and, um, I really enjoy that record. I think where Who the Fuck is Burning the Forest is one of the best songs that came out last year. Um, I liked that gospel record, The Loser. Um, did not also thank you, Fantano, um, because they're a band that somehow, like, their first time through, like, I just... Like, even though they're, like, exactly what I was into back in the day, somehow they, like, slipped through the cracks. Um, number 18, I have Lupe Fiasco with Drill Music and Zion. Liked that one a lot. I feel like it was kind of a return to form for Lupe. Um, 17, I have A Foul Form by the OCs. I did not see that... Uh, weird like them like putting out a like heavy kind of like almost like metal record um and 16 i had baby by petrol girls um i think they're doing really cool like political punk i think they're i think they're from britain um i don't i didn't like it like the the record they put out in 2016 talk of violence is like one of my favorite records from that year. The records they've done, like this one and the other one in between, don't quite get up on that level. But yeah, I think Petrol Girl Girls are underrated. And I guess I'll... Yeah, and then uh, Kelly Shape Up. I don't know how to pronounce that one either. Um, L-E-I-K-E-L-I-47 is how it's written out. Um, she just put out, it's like, it's just like great hip hop, like real fresh. I haven't, honestly, I haven't listened to it in a little while. So my memory, and I made this list like forever ago. So my memory is not as good as it should be on that record, but that's, that's, uh, 20 through 15 for me. Okay. So then I guess I'll go with my 20 through 15. Um, so, you know, it's off to a was a good year for starting with this band at number 20 um pup the unraveling of pup the band uh, okay you know they they're one of my favorite bands and um i wouldn't say this is 
as a follow-up to uh, Morbid stuff, I mean, it's it's got a it's got a big job. But I thought it was fun. It was you know a little more conceptual than anything else they've ever done, and you know, and uh, catchy tunes. Cool. That's what matters most with pub. Um, number nineteen, Black Thought, Cheat Codes. You know, legendary Philly uh, MC. Uh, I know you'd like that, Adam. Uh, yep. And, didn't uh, didn't make the list, but I I dug that record a lot. Yeah, and I really like the opening track on that. And like, I love it when you kind of like uh, does a tribute to like Philly soul. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah. Uh, number eighteen. Um, it's Mars Volta, self-titled. Um, I know this was a little... It was a big new direction from them, and especially coming off 12 years, you know, it could be a little a little polarizing. But to me, you know, that's that's who Mars Volta are. Like, they they don't, like, repeat themselves. They just keep moving forward. That's yeah. what I uh, love about them. And then, of course, it's just good to have them back, you know. Um then 17, Joyce Manor with 40 ounces to Fresno. Um, I think this had, for me personally, uh, the uh, had the songs that stuck the most and were like just like stuck in my head the most. Um, the most since uh, the self titled back in 2011. So that's. Uh, Cool. Coming for me, that's pretty high praise. Yeah, I remember you like posting about both of those records at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, yeah, you know, so built to spill at uh, sixteen, and uh, again another uh, when the wind forgets your name is the name of the album, and you know it's just good to have them back. Like all these, they're just legends, uh, indie champs. We'll talk about them more later. Oh, good, good. I love it. And number 15, um, uh, Georgia uh, Southern Rock uh, Legends, uh, Drive-By Truckers with the album Welcome to Club 13. Um, Yeah, just a good conceptual Southern Rock album. Um, Great Road album, as you would probably guess. Uh, Yeah. It's my twenty through fifteen. Nice. Drive by truckers don't really miss, like for me. Oh no, they will never miss. Yeah. I saw them at a uh, party in the park in Rochester, I think in twenty sixteen, and that was. Oh yeah. It was an interesting year for party in the park because it was them and Lucero on two different nights, so they were just oh, bringing out. I would have gone crazy. Yeah, yeah, just bringing out all of the had, old. Had, uh, Jason, just add Jason to that. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh man, I've not seen Jason, but I want to. Anyway, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on. All right, uh, twenty to sixteen. Yeah. Um, all right, so a uh, couple of comments real quick. I kind of feel like a lot of the year for me fell into this whole idea of like either kind of like nostalgia in a way. A lot of the new acts had a nostalgic feel to them, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of like returning bands or bands kind of coming to some like return to form album that was a step above some of the things they've been coming out with yeah. to touch on some of the stuff you guys said that gospel record was incredible the pup record was real good i agree it was like a 
good solid follow-up um it didn't make my higher up list but to comment on in the mars multiple record it was so interesting to hear them just go so different from what we're used to you know um it didn't hit quite for me but at the same time like i was so happy that they didn't just fall back on what they usually yeah. might do cool um, uh but for my number 20 i got uh, destroy rebuild until god shows with destroy Ooh. rebuild um it's the craig owens side project uh that honestly this was like a return record the band had only done one before and it just feels like a step out of time it feels like you know warp tour 2010 yes. and like the kind of like most fun way possible so um i'm not saying that it's like a, a world-changing record but it's definitely one that will hit you right in those nostalgic feels um, while still kind of feeling like fresh in the songs cool. uh, at number 19 i have band of horses with things are great Ooh. i feel like uh they're a real just nice catchy indie band but like a lot of the songs have a lot of great lyrical depth to them uh about just kind of uh mental struggles and uh the difficulty of kind of reaching out uh 18 we have a band who again kind of came back after a long long time away city of caterpillar with Ooh. mystic sisters um, this was just like an incredible screamo post hardcore record that I kept coming back to throughout the year. Um, 17 Silver Sun Pickups with Physical Thrills. Um, I haven't really been a big Silver Sun Pickups fan like in a while. I think that like uh, Swoon was probably the last time that they released something that I like felt strongly about, and I was not expecting this to rank anywhere near this highly. But uh, I feel like they kind of go back to. A little bit more of like an indie guitar-based sound, almost like Death Cab did this year, mm -hmm. and they kind of really expand on that and make it sound like a good Silver Sun record. And uh, again, that whole returning thing. At 16, I have Alexis on Fire with Otherness. Um, I feel like the band kind of knocks it out of the park with a good return. I feel like it kind of continues on what they did with like Old Crows, but they're no longer ashamed of being a post-hardcore band, so they like <laughs> are afraid to lean into that a little bit. And at 15, I have uh, Single Mothers, just a, a constant for me, um, everything you need. The band just always kind of kills it. And uh, it's nice to hear, like, Drew's kind of solo stuff bleed into their material now. It just, it doesn't feel like they're kind of putting on uh, an illusion of being this, like, really hard-fronted band anymore when they're kind of mellowing out. So um, it's still kind of, like, jokey and fun and, you know, a little acerbic, but uh, a little more mature. Nice. I, I also liked that Silver Sun Pickups record. Um, I think Scared Together was one of my favorite songs, um, like, of the whole year. Like, I like I just really dug that record. Alexis on Fire didn't, didn't really do it for me. I wanted to like it, and I didn't think it was bad. It just didn't, uh, I just didn't connect with me for some reason. But... You're not you're back to me. <laughs> true, true. Um, number 14, I had The Chats with Get Fucked. Did you, either of you guys listen to that record? I've never heard these They are British, just like snotty punk. Um, uh, the Price of Smokes is an incredible track off of that record if you want to check that one out. Uh, moving on, I have the legendary band Off with Free LSD. Um, Keith Morris and those guys 
just doing cool like psychedelic punk rock and i'm all about that um number 12 i have built a spill um incredible band another kind of they haven't like like they're not a band that's like done a lot of like stylistic shifts um i mean there's some but like they don't have to like they just like they're like their songs are just sonic hugs yeah and number 11 for me uh dude mind force um just solid metallic hardcore um so much attitude like and that there are bands too that like i i definitely like that record more because i saw them live like they were um i caught them not well before the pandemic at the the new year's day hardcore show in syracuse that was in the basement at uh at the vineyard um and they were just incredible live and so now like when i when i listen to their records i just see that skinny little man in a polo tracksuit screaming in my face in my head and i'm and i'm into it all right so number 14 this is uh reggaeton's debut on uh the podcast i'm willing to guess okay uh but it's bad bunny um i blame my girlfriend for this one because she she listens to it all the time but it's so just so fun so feel good it's sonically interesting to me too uh he incorporates a lot of different like latin styles like um bossa nova yeah so it's cool um uh number 13 kevin divine nothing's real so nothing's wrong um you know what what else is there to say other than it's kevin divine you know just a great songwriter great artist all around i think um I like to call him the Connor Oberst of New York. Like, <laughs> so good. So good at what he does. Um, number 12, always, Blue Rev. Um, All the... Uh, big... <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Yeah. That's how they say it up in... That's how they spell it up in Canada. It's not just color with the U. That's weird. It's, yeah. um, they, uh, so, yeah, yeah, I mean... They they haven't missed three albums in. Um, they took a bit of a shift from the jangle pop to a more a more dreamy. Um, I mean, they've always been kind of dreamy, but like more emphasis on like the dreamy uh, kind of uh, dream pop side of their of their stuff. And so yeah, very good. Uh, taking a hard pivot uh, from <laughs> some very pretty music to some really ugly music. Number 11, I got Chat Pile, God's Country. Um, this is, it's some of the most brutal music I've ever heard in my life. It, not just in terms of heaviness, just in terms of like lyrical content. Like, it, it's just, it's just like so, like he lays it all bare, uh, just all the most fucked up shit. And the scariest thing about it is that it's all, it's all real shit. Like, yep. Yeah, like this is all real shit. Like homeless people living on the streets and like, yeah, it's uh, man, it's not an album I can just pop on uh, every like day whenever I want to 
take a commute to work, but yeah, it was left a big um, impression on me and nice. almost made my top ten. But it was a fucking crazy year, so for sure. All right. All right. Um, so at my number fourteen, I have uh, Jid J I D with uh, the Forever Story. Um, I feel like for his records, like I've listened to a few of them now, and like I think this is the first one that I like fully connected with kind of like more like front to back than like some of his other projects uh just has some of his like catchiest songs like to date and uh just was not getting enough of it over the year 13 i have cheem with guilty pleasure um if like turnover is like the 311 of hardcore cheem is like the 311 of like pop punk emo um it's a super fun and catchy record that just has like killer hooks and like great guitar lines it's uh, fun all around uh, number 12, I have uh, Forests. They're a Singapore emo act with Get In Losers, We're Going to Eternal Damnation. It's a <laughs> quick little, like, fourth wave revival record that, uh, it's just uh, a lot of fun. Real jangly and, uh, just uh, a good time. And, uh, then at number 11, I have He Is a Legend with Endless Hallway. I was never actually, like, a, a He Is a Legend person. This is, like, my first record, like, listening to them as, like, a new release. But, uh, man, this, like, really fucking hit. Um, just, like, real heavy, and at the same time, like, real good, groovy, like, southern rock. Um, just kind of sounds like the band is, like, firing on all cylinders, like, 20 years into their career, which is kind of surprising and kind of awesome. And uh, it's a real pleasure to listen to. Yeah, I I liked that record a lot. Um, that it was, you know, it probably would have been in the top 50. Um the Jid record I'll have more to say about later. And uh, the chat pile probably would have been my number 21. I forgot to mention it when we were doing the the uh, honorable mentions, but that record is phenomenal. Um, it probably suffers in its ranking for me because it is so heavy, and so I haven't spent as much time with it. Um, but it was the listens that I had were definitely impactful. So, yeah, any other uh, comments, questions, concerns before we move into the top ten? I might have more to say about a couple of Jeremy's a little later. Okay. Nice. You're keeping it a surprise. We will see who, we'll, we will see if anybody gets the uh, the uh, Poppy Award this year and all, you know, is in all three of our top tens. Yeah. So... Yeah, so number 10 for me, I had a band that I haven't really liked, like really loved one of their records in a long time, like you were saying, Return to Form, uh, and that is Death Cab for Cutie with Asphalt Meadows. I think that record is phenomenal. Um, It's the best record they've put out since Plans, in my opinion. Um, Here to Forever, another, like one of my favorite songs of that year and probably of the decade because it's just that good um yeah so that's my number 10 clear cut through the fox grove is one of my favorites of the year yeah i i that was felon in my like you know 25 to 50 area yeah right, yeah i mean and now we'll now that we're at the top 10 we'll do the normal uh go around the around the horn um, so yeah, then number ten for me. 
uh, Mitski, Laurel Help. You know, she's a freak. She frequents my top ten whenever she releases a, an album, just because I just think she's just really good songwriting and incapable of writing like a bad song. Um, and yeah, it's uh, not quite at number one like last the last one, Be the Cowboy, twenty eighteen. Uh, was my favorite album that year. Yes. Um, so I wasn't quite there, but you know, it's still Mitski. Um, she's still honing her craft as a songwriter, and um, production's getting more lush. You know. Yeah. Nice. Um, at my number ten. Um, we have a year where Denzel Curry releases a record, so naturally, I'm probably going to be talking <laughs> about it. Um, got Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Uh, this one hit me a little less hard than his last couple, but it was definitely like one that I really enjoyed and was a, a huge grower for me. Um, and by the end of the year, it became one that I was kind of consistently like going back to and, and really looking forward to with my revisits. Um, Walk In, I think, is just an incredible single, and... Uh, you guys, I don't know if you've seen Scream 6 yet, but there's a hell of a, a Denzel needle drop in there. I haven't yet, but it's definitely going to be happening at some point in the semi-near future. Good good yeah, stuff. I, I still have to get into Denzel. It's like He's just one of those artists that I have on my short list of artists to get to dive into. But yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I'm surprised it's taking you this long because John literally has mentioned him on every single one of these that we've ever done. Oh, so I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I saw his cover uh, a couple of years back of uh, Wolf's on Parade. Yeah. Um, sorry. No. Uh, what is it again? I don't know. Whatever. Now I can't uh, think of it. Wolves on Parade? Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, it's Bulls on Parade. For some reason, I was like, Wolves on Parade? Wolf Parade. Wolf Parade. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> definitely definitely worth your time though yeah I'll have to, have to check it I like I also really like that Denzel record didn't didn't make the list but I enjoyed it quite a bit number nine for me uh, the callous Dowboys with celebrity therapist um, just kind of reminds me of like old Dillinger escape plan <laughs> and like number 12 looks like you um, just and at the same time it's like it's like it's fun like I'm I'm just real into that record and it kind of surprised me it's quite a name callous Dowboys. callous Dowboys, yeah <laughs> all right so number nine is uh, Buffalo's own Benny the Butcher with Tana Talk 4. Um, I just love, boop, I boop, feel boop, like boop, it's, boop. it's cheating. Like, Griselda should be all over my top ten list every year, but I, I, I decided to just pick the cream of the crop this year. And uh, to me, it was Benny. To me, Benny was the winner. And uh, I love that he... Uh, well, I love in general that he's from Buffalo and upstate, but um, I also love that he brought in uh, my man from Syracuse, uh, Stoke God Cooks, for a feature. Sick. Um, so, yeah. 
Nice. All right, so for my number nine, I have uh, an artist who, you know, came out big a few years back and then it's kind of tapered off for me, but coming back here, uh, Brock Hampton with The Family. Um, even though this is less of like a, a collaborative Brock Hampton project and more of like a glorified Kevin abstract record, I feel like The Family kind of hits harder than we've heard from Brock Hampton in a really, really long time. And a lot of the lyrics are just uh, really interesting kind of dives into the dissolution of the band and their uh, uh, trials and tribulations with their kind of like quick blow up. Um, so yeah, like it's uh, not a lot of hooks, just a lot of bars and it's a good time. Nice. I definitely listened to that and enjoyed it, but I don't know, maybe, maybe if I were, maybe it was a top 100. Um, I, I just found that there were so many good records this year. Like, this was maybe the hardest time I've ever had listening there, like, making a, a list. Um, just because there were so many records that I enjoyed so much. Um, and one of those um, is another hardcore band, uh, Gridiron, with No Good at Goodbyes. They, like, find a way to mix, like, hardcore and hip-hop in ways that are sometimes fun and silly and sometimes just hard um it's like half the dudes fun facts half the dudes are from philly half the dudes are from detroit and like one of the dudes is like lives in the town that my grandma like my dad's mom lives in so um they've got merch that say from detroit to boyertown which is really random to see boyertown this tiny little town in pennsylvania where my dad grew up on on this band's merch but anyway i think that they're i i think that record's real hard and also real fun and i back it all right i gotta check that out because that sounds really up my alley um and yeah um, yeah i mean gridiron yeah i would say like check out any of like their band because they're like they're from the philly area like hate five six has like a thousand of their sets on his YouTube, so. Yeah. Nice. Alright, number eight for me has already been mentioned. Um, it, it is, uh, it's always good to have welcome my, one of my favorite bands back to the top ten, because they haven't been here for a while. But yeah, it's Death Cap again. Asphalt Meadows. Um, you said Adam, that it was the best since plans. Um, yeah. For me, I, I was gonna say before I came on here, I, I was like, I knew I was gonna say, yeah, this is the best for me since uh, Narrow Stairs. But okay. yeah, I liked yeah. it better than Narrow Stairs. But Narrow Stairs is honestly kind of the last Death Cab record that I like, like really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, like I, I I've, yeah, like I've listened yeah, to the yeah, records. Sure. There's some good songs, but like as far as a full record, that's the last one for me before this one. Right. So, so yeah, I like. I agree. It's the best front to backer since uh, Narrow Stairs, and um, the opening track is just so. I love hearing Death Cab rock out a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just good to have him back on the top ten. Cool. Yeah. 
My number eight has also been mentioned already. Um, this is Joyce Manor with 40 ounces to Fresno. Um, it's just a such a tight little record, and I know that's just what Joyce Manor does, but I feel like they just kind of knock it out of the park once again. Um, I know it's a little bit of an older track that's finally getting like its proper like album song like debut here, but uh, never be the same again. NB STA whatever. It's, I think one of their finest songs. Um, uh, Secret Sisters is a song that I've just had like stuck in my head for like weeks on end at times. It's just so catchy and uh, yeah, it's just a really great record. I'm looking forward to seeing these guys tour with Weezer <laughs> later this year. Yeah, I got to see them. Got to see them in Long Beach with uh, Jeff Rosenstock. Sick. And, uh, That's a ridiculous lineup. It was a it was a dream show. Yes. I saw Jeff Rosenstock play at the New York State Fair, and it was weird. I was so upset about that that it was like during the day because I was like stuck working. It was. I was so upset because I was on the other side of the country. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I literally saw like some like old dudes like see his like the like rainbow weed six 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 flag and like oh, yeah. just looked very offended and walked away. <laughs> like, it was. You know, yeah it was it was definitely weird it was it was cool though like obviously everything like all of the stuff he puts out is awesome so oh, yeah. yeah oh well i guess it's my turn um another record we've already talked about uh jid the forever story um dude it's got such good hooks it's got bars um, conceptually, it's interesting. I mean, I think that, uh, like, the, like, and I've never been, like, the biggest J. Cole guy, but, like, I think that Dreamville is slaying right now with everything they're putting out, with Jid, with Earth Gang. Um, I just think they're, like, they've got some good tracks on that Creed 3 soundtrack, like, that are, like, collab tracks with Dreamville guys. Um, so, yeah. That's that's my number seven. All right, number seven for me is Hygiene by Albany band Drug Church. Um, they put out one of my far and away one of my favorite records of 2018 um, with uh, uh, I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> uh, I also don't remember the name of that record, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the one with uh, the with weed pin on it. Um, it uh, yeah, but anyway, I'm gonna find that it. That was that was a damn good record, and I was looking for cheer, cheer. That's it. Cheer. <laughs> yeah. But that was a damn good record, and so I was like, can you get any better than this? It's like they got hooks, they're heavy, and you know, it's like hardcore meets grunge like what's not to like and then this album came out and it was great they've added to their uh, palette a little uh, exploring a few new sounds like I mean like guitar sounds they're still their styles are still pretty consistent you know um, but yeah and uh, yeah the lead singer I couldn't tell so you his name. Gendla, Gendla, Glendon? <laughs> is his last name something? 
but he also writes writes comics, which like I know I know from. But um, he's uh, one of the best uh, lyricists um, in the in the scene right now. Um, I I really believe that. And yeah, it's a great record. Yeah, they're they're playing here in Syracuse in a couple of weeks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get there. Yeah, and they're playing with Prince Daddy. Yep. Yeah, with Prince Daddy, and I I wanted to see them. It was the day before my birthday. Um, they were coming to uh, Pomona, um, cool. but I missed them because I had to work. It's the worst having to make worst. money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're at number seven. My number seven, it's uh, a um, new band for me. They're uh, an Austin hardcore band called Discreet. The album is called This Is Mine. Um, it's kind of like a, a throwback to like almost Black Flag style kind of hardcore. It's like real sludgy and it's uh, real kind of mean, but it just has this like energy to it that is really hard to like put your, your finger on. And it's one of those things that it feels very, like, real in a sense. Like, that has that basement show vibe that really kind of, like, comes across without sounding like utter shit also. Um, but it doesn't sound like phoned in. It's, it's a real cool record if you're a fan of, like, earlier hardcore. It sounds very much in, in my wheelhouse. I'll have to check that out. Um, my, my number six is... A band that I, I was also pretty new to. Um, Run or uh, yeah, Run for Cover put out the record. They're called Saturn. Um, S A D U R N. Um, the record's called Radiator. It's it kind of scratches the same itch as like Pine Grove for me. Um, it's got Pine Grove like also I hear a little bit of like Julian Baker, um, but it definitely kind of has that like like mellow like country vibe like what pine grove was doing um just great songs um yeah they're a band i haven't they're from philly i think and i haven't uh i've not seen them live but i'm hoping they would hoping they come through the area at some point because i think they're dope um okay so number six number six is right yeah uh edger the lion Mavasu. Kind of a, a sequel to uh, his Phoenix album, um, you know. Uh, Dave is on, you know. He he's always been really just a phenomenal songwriter, but like he's just getting more personal, like more autobiographical um, on this record, like he was on Phoenix, and uh, and yeah, I mean, he's a songwriter in my book who can do no wrong. Hasn't put out a bad album. Put out stronger albums. But he's, he's always putting out a good album. And, uh, I think, yeah, he was uh, it's, uh, another good one. Yeah, I'll have more to say. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, for my number six, I have a band called Anxious with Little Greenhouse. This is another one that's a little new for me. Um, these guys kind of sound like they could be right out of like the 
early kind of like 2010s like run for cover roster like before it went full like flannel um just like really good kind of like bridging between pop punk and like like kind of emo revival it's uh just a, a fun record i liked i liked that record a lot i was they were you know they, they were another one that i had written down on my page of uh honorable mentions but i could have read a very like I, I could still be reading my list of honorable mentions honestly <laughs> but uh my number five um he's not really someone who's necessarily an album artist um but because i listened to the songs uh that are, make up this album like non-stop this past year i've got uh toby nwigwe with moments um I just think he's, like, everything about what he's doing is so, like, fun and, like, interesting. He's got, like, are you guys familiar with him at all? What's the name again? Uh, Toby Nwigwe. I feel like I've listened to some of his stuff, but I could be mistaking. Yeah, you guys should check him out. He's, he's you know, he, he does a lot of... Uh, like, I feel like his main thing is he, like, for almost every track that he does, he does, like, a full-on, like, video for and puts it out on YouTube. Um, he got nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys. He didn't win, um, but he got nominated, so that was pretty cool. But, yeah, uh, check him out and check him out on YouTube because he's, like, just very good at, you know, creating a, an aesthetic. Um, and his wife also raps with him. It's like a whole family thing, and it's really cool. Right. Um, so now we're at number five. Um, yeah. Cool. Sweet. Wow. Home stretch. <laughs> um, so I got uh, Radiohead side project, A Smile, A Light for Attracting Attention. Um, you know, uh, it's Tom York working with... Uh, Johnny Greenwood and a session musician um, guy who's kind of been all over but no wait I'm gonna feel bad like <laughs> I think I got that right he's a session guy um I'm gonna feel bad if I like <laughs> Tom Skinner yes right. yes he's a he's a jazz guy jazz and session guy but anyway um yeah i mean this is a little more post-punky um in comparison to radiohead um uh it's just you know i was fully immersed when i listened yeah nice between six and five and the top five are all like definitely my like strongest records of the year uh, number five again an artist that i've never like kind of really listened to before uh cool kids with their self-titled record i've been aware of them and like their that their first record had existed i just never kind of got around to it i saw them open for mom jeans a couple years ago and uh, it was like a good show i figured i'd check out the new record and my god it really hit it hits that like indie emo vibe kind of perfectly and it has like a handful of like the best songs like of the year in my opinion like the opening track conscious uncoupling 
is uh, just like a, a 10 for 10, like cathartic, like opening number. Um, definitely, definitely like worth your time if you're like into that whole kind of vibe. Nice. They're from Buffalo, right? Um, that I'm not sure. I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure they are. Um, but I could... Kids. Cool kids. Pool kids. Pool kids. Yeah. Which, uh, like, I think... Uh, Oh, I was wrong. Um, (laughs) it happens. (laughs) Lordy. Yeah, I I know that they're friends with, uh, Carpool from from Rochester, who I know John knows as well. Um, and I think... I Carpool. Yeah, and I think, I think when I had Stoff on the podcast, he, he mentioned something about Pool Kids, like... A million years ago, because that's how long ago that feels. Um, my number four record uh, is a band that I had seen play um, quite a few years ago. Uh, Soul Glow with Diaspora Problems. That band is—it's so cool to see them like getting the attention that they deserve um, because they've been kind of grinding and touring and doing the DIY, like, you know, they played, they played at Vineyard Space in Rochester with Kylie Cousins and Drews, like, that show was just absolutely stacked, and to see them going from playing, like, DIY shows like that to, like, I think they, they, like, opened up some dates on that My Chemical Romance tour, which is absolutely crazy, um, yeah, just, like, hard-hitting fast punk with some you know with some like there's there's some like hip-hop aspects in that as well um but it's just just a kick-ass record so glow was awesome yeah like yeah. that that was like on my like 25-ish area such a cool record yeah oh yeah it's an amazing record yeah we'll we'll hear more about it i'm pretty sure nice um, <laughs> so Yeah, I feel like that's that's like a record that 
uh, like I'm sure for some people could be could be triggering. So, you know, trigger warning before you listen to that record. Yeah. But it's yeah. if you're prepared to go kind of down down with that, it's uh it's definitely worth the time to give that a listen. I uh, now I'm kind of regretting like not having it higher on my list now that we talk about it more. But my number three is Intake Occupation by Ultra Deluxe. Um, that band is doing kind of... It's like electronic, like screamo. It's it's just kind of like weird and offbeat. They, they're another band that, you know, I'd, you know, I'd come through and, and played vineyard space in rochester a couple years ago um and i saw him at a house show here in syracuse um earlier this year um and max the front man did a did a set that was like just him with backing tracks and still like like obviously it's cool to see that it's cooler to see the full band but like they just still like brought such an incredible energy um to the room they were playing in and that record's just super fun um, definitely would recommend it. Right. Awesome. Um, number three, uh, was, like I said, we were going to mention them again, uh, Soul Glow, Diaspora Problems, uh, Philly Hardcore. Um, this is, uh, the only hardcore band I know of the guts to, uh, to sample the Think Break. Um, <laughs> you know, the... <laughs> I don't know, you know that sample uh, uh, on uh, It Takes Two? Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Like, they did that, and I'm like, yo, this, this should be in my top five for that alone. But, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it's just a really hard-hitting record, you know, uh, politically audacious, uh, like, um, uh, lyrics, and um, a, good, a good bit of hip-hop, I Closing track, uh, spiritual level gangster shit. Like, um, yeah, I just love the whole album. Um, it's good to good to see those guys breaking it big and yeah. being signed to Epitaph. Yeah. yeah, I think the I think the vinyl for that just came out real recently. Um, I think I, th- I think the. I think if I remember correctly, Jeremy Bohm from Touche was like he like worked out to do the vinyl through his label. Um, nice. But I think I think they're out that out there now. Finally, it took a while. Yeah. I got I got to catch them in LA sometime. Yeah, that'd be sick. All right, number three. All right, my number three. They've actually been mentioned, but uh, not as a uh, a release here um california cousins with secret footage um i really feel like the the boys just 100 percent brought it on this album um i feel like it really pushes those kind of like math rocky like post-hardcore vibes like real hard and uh i think they have just some of like the best hooks like of their career so far on this record despite the fact that it is like so abrasive and like that it's not really trying to make friends um yeah, I think it's just like the the peak of their songwriting through this point, and it's one that I just kind of keep coming back to. Like, despite that, like you know, I, I know that they're kind of like a, a, a local band, so there's kind of that like maybe local band bias. But like, I kind of 
just think that it's really fucking cool um good stuff guys yeah no i i agree um another one they didn't make it but i definitely did listen to that record and enjoyed it um i i miss i miss like seeing those guys like all of the time because like those guys were like at like every show like every diy show that was happening in rochester like there was always at least someone from cali cousins hanging out so um shout out to those guys for being real ones um Number three. We already gave my we're we're in number two already, guys. Yeah. Alright, and I'm I'm assuming that you guys are probably in your top two going to mention this one as well because it's you know, obviously one of the biggest artists and artists that's gotten a lot of praise from the three of us in the past. Um but my number two record is Miss Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Kendrick Lamar. Um I don't think this is like his best record um, by any means, um, but they're like conceptually, it was so good. Like there are so many moments on that record that like we cry together. Not a song I'm, you know, that's one I may skip when I do re-listens. Um, but it sticks in your like I'm not gonna forget that track. Um, so effective. Like everything about the narrative of that record. Like, obviously, my as a very white guy, my life experience is so different different from Kendrick Lamar's. Um, but the stuff he's touching on on that record um, hit for me. Like, you know, talking about generational trauma, like talking about therapy. Like, I was like, like, and also like, there's like, like Christian deconstruction themes throughout that record as well that I, in parallels that I see. So it like hit with me, like for a lot of reasons. Um, it's definitely probably the record that I cried to the most in 2022 for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, Kendrick Lamar back almost on top. And I, number two is also Mr. Morrell. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You, you, Maybe he's our poppy this year. I Maybe. See, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, balls in your court, John. <laughs> I, don't know how, I, I don't know how else like if I can put it any better than you did, Adam. But yeah, it was um, like it feels dumb to say like oh, yeah, it was an improvement on damn. I think I think overall I still pref- like I still like damn is a record I will I will come back to probably more often like i i like i think i liked him more than i even liked a pimp a butterfly um while uh, i mean i don't think that uh i'm not gonna say it's a better record but i think as far as like my own preferences um it just kind of connected with me more um yeah, I mean, I. It is, it's an, it's a it's definitely a record you can put on more than to pimp a butterfly. Yeah, Mr. Morale. Yeah, for sure. I I agree with that. But yeah, no, Mr. Morale, big steppers, you know, worth the wait to say the very least. Yeah. Damn, I 
feel like a disappointment. Um, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I like Mr. Morale, and I thought it was, like, a real great record. It, but, again, it just it just didn't make my, like, ultimate, <laughs> ultimate cut. Um, but, yeah, like, I think We Cry Together was probably the song that, like, brought the most emotion out of me, like, over the course of the year. Uh, Kendrick still brings it, like, completely. It's a, it's a great record. There were just... Uh, it's not one that I wanted to visit as often, yeah. which I think ultimately was like the only criteria that I had like to not rank it. Um, the other stuff was just more, I guess, uh, appealing despite how good Mr. Morale is. I, I um, yeah, I totally understand that. Uh, at number two, uh, this has actually also been mentioned though. Um, we have the Callous Dowboys with Celebrity Therapist. Nice. Um, this was one of just like the most ridiculously fun records of the year um, I think that they kind of like take mathcore and they really try to like elevate it in a way I mean like I know that like Dillinger is like a band that you know people at Pitchfork will like write about positively and whatnot but I feel like the Callous Dowd Boys are almost like uh, like hipster mathcore in a way um, just with some of like their additions of like strings and different harmonies and whatnot but they're just a a real weird wild band and celebrity therapist uh just kept coming back as like one that i wanted to revisit time and time and time again there'd be like a little part that would get stuck in my head and then another part and then another part and it just kind of built so organically yeah uh i think i think they're playing at uh they're playing furnace fest this year which like i feel like they're they're like such a perfect band for that fest because like just like like vibe wise and like just because it's like they have like there's like nostalgic feels to them and yet it's it's new and fresh um one of these years i'm i'm going to go to furnace fest um, i feel for that yeah i want to I one gotta, of these days i gotta i gotta listen to this band now because like first the, first the name was like it, it, you mentioned that name adam <laughs> and i'm like whoa that's quite a name. Then you mentioned Dillinger, and I'm like sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's a record that like I mean we've been doing this for a couple of years, so like you know I feel like we all we like kind of like have ideas of what like you know what we're like gonna be like into, and I I that was one I was like if Jeremy heard this record, like I'm I'm pretty sure he's gonna be into it, and I and I was. Yeah confident that John was going to like that record too yeah, alright yeah my number one is another record that's been mentioned um, but only by one of you um, Pedro the Lion Havasu um, it's I mean it, nice. it's fitting that my top two artists are Pedro the Lion and Kendrick Lamar because they're like like my top two artists like period um most of you know most of the time um i think that bazan's songwriting is i mean it's always so good but he's like finding new ways to like like it's it's not gotten old yet um and just how like personal that record is my first drum set what an incredible song um, the video is so cool. Um, Teenage Sequencers, also another great song. Um, I, I liked... Um, 
uh, what's the name of the record? I liked Phoenix a lot, but like this was like the one that like really like I was like I'm in on New Pedro the Lion, so yeah. I need to check this out. Yeah. So you got you had Pedro the Lion at number one this year. You had Five Iron Frenzy at number one last year. I did. So what completes the trifecta? I mean, me without you are broken up now. So like. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I don't remember. I, now I got to look up what it, what my top record was the year before that because I honestly just don't remember. No, I mean like as far as the, the category of the thinking, the thinking, the thoughtful dude who grew up in church, <laughs> the, the kind of, like. They both fall under that category. Fair. Um, I feel like the other, the other like current artist that I am like always listening to now is 100 Gex, which is obviously like a total curveball into <laughs> like into those other artists. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's like if I were gonna describe three art like three artists that I like like describe most of my taste, it's like Kendrick Bazan. <laughs> And uh, 100 Gex. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> well, I, did you hear their album? I did. Uh, it just came out Friday, right? Friday. Yeah. No, and yeah. I, I like it a lot. I don't think it's like, it's one I'm assuming when we do this, hopefully at the appropriate time next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. We can jump back and kind of talk about after we wrap up. Since we've only got one more, we can jump back in and talk about uh, stuff we're enjoying so far this year. But I want to hear your number one. Sure. Yeah, all right, absolutely. So number one, this is like, this is taken out from a page from uh, Adam's book, I think, from last year. Because you talked about, you said, talked about how, like, even if it's not the best record of the year, maybe it's like a band that just means so much to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five Iron Frenzy and them coming back and putting out that amazing record was enough for it to be number one. And that's how this was is for me. And it is Alexis on Fire. Okay. Otherness. Um, there, you know, if if you're a Canadian kid, like. I know I, I, I'm Canadian-American, like, raised in the U.S., and uh, don't, I don't, I guess I don't count, but, you know, <laughs> I, I went to Ottawa at least, like, ten times a year uh, to visit grandparents and nice. uh, growing up, and all, all the kids my age, you know, they were listening to, listening to, uh, crisis um, and that's uh, it, it's a band that got me into heavier music and um, I was sad when they left I was happy when they got back and um, yeah they put out like John said you know it was very much like it was a good medium between that uh the sound they kind of left us with and that post-hardcore sound that uh they uh they had earlier and um you know a good uh good balance 
balance between the three, like the three minds behind the band. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, very likely not the best album of the year, but you know, <laughs> it's just, they mean so much to me. I had to put them at number one. Hell yeah, man! Nice. I I mean, admittedly, I listened to the record one time. And just, like, nothing really grabbed me. And so I was like, oh, maybe I'll come back to it. And then, you know, obviously I listened to a ridiculous amount of music and I just never got back to it. So maybe I'll have to, uh, maybe I owe it to myself and to Dallas Green and the other band members whose names I don't know to give their record another listen. George Dickey and um, the guy guy who's on Gallows. Shit. Oh, Wade McNeil. Yeah, Wade McNeil. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I never listened to that Gallows record after Frank Carter left. Um, just because I knew it wasn't going to be as cool to me as what Frank Carter was. I feel like the first one after was rough, but the second one after had some, some cool stuff. Although, I mean, it, it didn't compare. Yeah. It's not like uh, he's Sammy Hagar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What was your number one record? All right. My number one, it kind of goes along similar lines as uh, like the other thoughts here of this just being like the record that I felt like had the catchiest songs that I just kind of kept coming back to. The most earworms might not be like the most ambitious record by any means, but it was the one that uh, I just like would not leave my head. And that was uh, Surf Curse with Magic Hour. I've uh, never even heard are... of this band. Nice. Oh, shit. Okay, so yeah, like, they are uh, more of like a, an indie rock kind of kind of little post-punky band that has, like, influences that run, like, a little bit a little bit deeper than that. Sometimes it can get a little glammy, um, but it's just super, super hook-filled. And if, like, you are into music that sounds like it's kind of trying to come from, like, the, the early 80s, um, almost like that, like that VHS kind of sheen. Like, I don't know if you know, like the band Soft Kill, but like, I guess yeah. I kind of like lump them in with that to some degree, although like not nearly a shoegaze. Um, this is definitely like up your alley. Nice. No, I, I will definitely check that out. Do, did you know that band, Jeremy? No, no, I don't. I, the name is, is it Surf Curses? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I feel like it vaguely rings a bell, but I haven't heard any. I guess, like, I think that actually, like, they had a song blow up on TikTok, like, not that long ago. Like, that was like an older song of theirs, Freaks. Um, but I don't, I don't really follow the TikTok. Nah. <laughs> I. It's so confusing. I feel like the oldest person in the world when I look at TikTok. Um, and not to like reference another episode of the show, but I had um. Uh, what's his name? from the grievance club and he's hummus vacuum on tiktok um kevin cappy um because he had like like grievance club had played a show that i booked a couple years ago and then like all of a sudden i see this dude like doing like these really fun short songs on tiktok and apparently like they like blew up like some of his videos have like over a million views um so i like hit him up and had him on the podcast and he like talks a lot about um tiktok like payment structures for creators and stuff like that um so if you guys are you guys listening want to check that out um 
I think it was one of the more interesting shows that I've done just because it was like talking about something I literally knew nothing about. But yeah, I mean, I also, I'll, I want to just throw out a couple EPs, um, and then maybe we can talk about, uh, what we've liked so far in 2023. Um, so some EPs that I really loved last year, um, my friend Robbie Alexander put out an EP called Time is a Mirror, um, Rob's a great songwriter, um, and I love all the stuff that he has put out. Um, Football, etc. With Vision. Um, do you, either of you guys know that band? Uh, yeah, but I didn't know they released anything new. I haven't listened to them in a minute. Yeah, well, they hadn't put out put anything out in like years, and I like didn't know that they were still a band. And then they randomly dropped that EP this year, and I loved it. Um. And this was a very light Weezer year for the three of us. Um, Can I just say real quick uh, that I think that Weezer put out some incredible songs this year over those records. And that, uh, well, uh, I'm blanking on the name. Dark Enough to See the Stars is, I think, like one of the best Weezer records in the past like 20 years. I, I think yeah, I agree. I, I... I don't know if any of those EPs were good, but they all had good songs on them. I, I feel like I, I feel like I have not a lot of objections to any of the EPs. They just, they had great songs, and then they had some, you know, kind of okay songs, and and no matter what, yeah, the Rivers Cuomo's uh, sometimes questionable lyricism. <laughs> all of them so that's i don't know overall i i have had the song records stuck in my head exactly like the song says it would be stuck in my head and like it is so cheesy and everything about my taste tells me that i should hate that song and yet I have listened to it a zillion times. Like, maybe that was the most, like, overall played track of the last year for me. Um, just because it, it just uh, triggered some dopamine in my brain. And so I listened to it a lot. Um, I think it's winter one. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah. Like, I didn't spend a ton of time with that one. But, yeah, there, there were really great songs on, on all of them. And... It, it could have been maybe one, one like one album worth of songs, but sure. you know I mean, that's. You know, I I always told myself like they call these EPs, but as somebody who's listened to Joyce Manor for over a decade, these are. <laughs> <old albums>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that Weezer is just this constant that we have. I mean, I hope the river just keeps pumping them out, even if like they aren't the best. Like I don't expect him to ever write like another like blue album but if we can get close to like another white album or even just like get a few great weezer songs like every year or two i'm very happy with it yeah yeah we're this could this could easily just be a weezer apologist podcast (laughs) (laughs) um i just want to defend van weezer (laughs) i want to throw out a couple more like two more eps that i wanted to make sure i shouted out um, Condition Oakland, Revenge, Cadence, Die Mad. I always 
mention Condition Oakland because Tyler's one of my best friends, and also I think he's a great songwriter. And also, what was the other one? Uh, Hello, Son by Be Well. Great, like, melodic hardcore. Um, would definitely recommend that record if you haven't listened to it. Or that EP. Anyway. Alright, what, what are you guys listening to so far this year? That's This will be like our our wrap-it-up segment, but uh, it's it's already the end of March, so I'm, I'm curious to what uh, what's going on for you guys. Uh, as previously mentioned, uh, 10,000 Gex, I've been uh, checking out that a bit. Um, let's see, anything else that's new, though? Uh, I don't know, I've been looking at, like, listening to a lot of uh, 2003 albums, because it's, you know, been 20 years since then, and I'm like, yeah. you know, it's like we're coming in on the 20th anniversary of a lot of, uh, a lot of the stuff that got me into music, um, so awesome yeah and I, I do still want to do some of these uh i had mentioned on facebook about doing like some retrospective episodes on albums and then i just have com- completely have dropped the ball just because i've had like yeah. other like real life stuff going on um but it's still something i want to do so hopefully there will be some of those i've got a whole list of albums from that year that yeah, i would love to really dig into <laughs> let's talk some Self-titled Blink and trans, uh, Transatlanticism. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to see Blink in May, and I'm very, very excited, even though I don't like any of the records they put out in the last couple of years. <laughs> like, I'm just excited that I'm going to finally Tom's see back. them. Yeah, Tom's back, and also um, I'm going to see Turnstile play in a stadium, and that's going to be real funny and weird. <laughs> Um, but also real fun, so. Yeah. Um, so are there any other than 10,000 Gex that, that you're rocking with? I mean, there's a new Fiddler EP I haven't really listened to yet, but I'm keen on checking it out. Wait. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Take a while to come around to new music, so. Wait. What about you, yeah, I, have a, I have a little list brewing of stuff <laughs> I'm going to be checking out, but uh, after I finished up with 2022, I kind of got into some 2003 to revisit and uh, do a little bit of that stuff, kind of refreshing the palette and whatnot, and then I'm going to go into 2023 pretty hard, I think. Word. Yeah, I'm a, I'll, throw some, I'll throw some names out there of bands that I think are doing really cool stuff. Oozing Wound, We Cater to Cowards. I think that record's super cool and interesting. It's and almost like there's like it's like a hardcore record, but it has like Nirvana influence that I really pick up on, and I've been really enjoying that. Uh, Young Fathers, that record's real good. Um, Zulu, another incredible, incredible like ridiculous band um that has played in rochester a handful of times and i have not yet caught them but they're a band i would definitely love to see um all right slow tie that record's so good and also uh ms paint post-american um i think those records are super exciting 
Like I could easily make a top ten so far of of records this year. Oh, uh, real quick, there's a new incendiary out. Yeah, uh, the record's not out, but a single dropped. But the single out, yeah. Yeah. So, that, yeah, and then that fucked up record. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was another one I forgot to mention. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that every record that they put out is it's always interesting it's always fun oh yeah um i'm like like such a nerd and like i'm like just a fan of like everything that damien does um since he like does all this like wrestling content and and also is in one of the coolest hardcore bands that's still doing stuff so very into it cool well thanks guys this was fun yeah it was oh, um, quick shout out to the best movie of 2022 after sun and uh pearl number two. Oh, dude i love pearl i love that uh, uh x and pearl like duology well it's gonna be a trilogy soon okay i guess but i haven't i haven't seen either of those yet so um, I think honestly, as far as the fun level, I think my favorite movie that was released last year was the Chippendale Rescue movie, Rescue Rangers movie on Disney Plus. It was super meta. Was cool. Yeah. Very postmodern, very uh, Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and like, um, my wife and I are huge Tim Robinson. I think you should leave Detroiters like all the Tim Robinson stuff. Um, so him being the voice of, uh, ugly Sonic was super fun. And also weird fun fact, the voice of Baloo was contemporary Christian music superstar of a year gone by Stephen Curtis Chapman. Damn. Are you serious? For real? <laughs> yeah. Damn, that is so random. Yeah, for movie, I, I liked the, I liked those two, uh, X and Pearl, and I also really just loved the menu. I found it like fucking hilarious for some reason, and it's a crime that uh, Ralph Fiennes wasn't nominated for Best Actor. Also, big fan and of that movie. Like Chiron would come on the screen with like the recipe or whatever, priceless. Yeah, I I like that one a lot. Um, did you guys see the unbearable weight of massive talent? No, but I wanted to. I wanted to see that one, and I still see everything everywhere all at once. I have, it's, I haven't seen it yet, and I know I'm like so behind, but. Yeah. Um. The Northman. I thoroughly enjoyed the North. The Northman. There's another one I missed. I feel like I saw so fucking many yes. getting ready for the Oscars, but like, there's still like a whole bunch that you know you just miss out on. So many movies come out. You guys watch the Weird Al movie? No. I, I began it and I loved it, but then I had to go somewhere. Right. It <laughs> like, it it was it was fun. I feel like it like it was dumb fun. Yeah. I feel like the Chippendale movie scratched that itch 
for me better than the Weird Al movie did. Um, but they were both enjoyable watches. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. Well, good to see you guys. Yeah, yeah, have a good night. Take care, guys. Take care. Have a good night. You ready? All right. Look, dog, I'm extra unique. My whole aura screen talent. I've been listening to Fella Griselda and Marvin Wines just to make sure I'm balanced. I'm from the West. Yo, half of my partners is savage. The other half made it out the mud, but the taste of sludge didn't alter their palate. I'm a dog, I'm a beast, and your father figure. Yeah. That little P365 was just that starter pistol. Yeah. She got a scorpion too, and a stang you just like a scorpion do. If a demon get gregarious, my little Harry don't do what accordions do. Yeah. That means bold, I was told by the G's of old. Yeah. Keep your lady close, make sure she can work a pole. Yeah. But they wasn't referring to strip hell. Yeah. I'm still by with the clippers. Yeah. I done been blessed with a woman that pray heavy, but turn the freak on the liquor. Yeah. She keep the Devil love me like the cherubim. She make it clear to hold that we ain't sharing them. I wish that you can easy like a chariot. They gave a legend, hey, we had to bury him all. But that's how I be in the jungle. I grew up around wildlings and mongrels. Ready to slump it. Boy, you a junkie. I rock the stars to be humble. I told my baby girl she gon' have more in her head than just product and bundles. They say I'm rapping with hunger. I tell them, hell no, I'm eating. If you book me for a show and I can't bring my wife and my babies, I'm leaving. Big Daddy Energy speaking. I keep the enemy tweaking. I can go, huh? All on the track and they'll say I'm the hardest one breathing. I am a beacon for heathen. Me and my hood got cohesion. It's all me get with them dirty ass. That's all they mess you with. They know what's missing. It's all bye bye. If you black, we're safe.
that was Fly Fly by Toby Mwigway. Just threw that in there because if you don't know about what he's doing, you should. Uh, yeah, so there it is. Um, stay tuned very soon, like within the next within the next week or so. I plan on dropping a new episode. Uh, sat down and chatted with. Trent Hudson, who is in a bunch of Syracuse bands, and just a real good dude, real active in the scene here, and uh, real excited to share that with y'all. So be on the lookout for that, and as always, thank you guys for listening. Bye.